coming up. Oh, what if people will think I'm dumb? What if people don't like me? You know what I learned a long time ago? People aren't thinking about you. They're too busy thinking about themselves. Jack Phillips and Gabriel Dolan are not your average podcast hosts. They're the superheroes of real-life experiences and witty insights. They've got more stories than a library, more rawness than a sushi train, more wisdom than a fortune cookie factory, and are way more real than this voiceover. So strap yourself in, people. Jack and Ral are keeping it real. Welcome back to Keeping It Real with Jack and Ral. You're Jack Phillips. You're Gabrielle Dolan. I am. I also am. known as Ral. Ral. Sound like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about just do it. Don't wait to be ready. Just do it. I love it. Love yeah. it. What do you think stops people from doing it? Look, I think ultimately fear stops mm. people because you know when you say like just do it. That's it's one of those things, hell of a lot easier said than done. Oh, yeah. So I think fear stops people. Fear mm. of failure, sometimes fear of success. Like mm. what, what if it became really successful? Like imagine mm. if we were had a fear of success with this podcast. <laughs> we're still waiting to be successful. <laughs> exactly. Five-star rating, five-star rating. We like a five-star rating. So you reckon fear stops people. I think you're right. I think you're really right. And I believe that that stems from the stuff we tell ourselves, yeah, the stories mm. in our heads. Yeah. Oh, what if people will think I'm dumb? What if people don't like me? You know what I learned a long time ago? People aren't thinking about you. They're no. too busy thinking about themselves. Yeah. You know what people say to me, of, what if I don't want to be judged? I was like, well, you're going to be judged. Like we judge. Own like, a horse, go into a dressage competition. You pay yeah. people to judge you. Yeah, and it was like even sometimes people don't speak up in meetings. Mm. I, I say this a lot because oh, I, do, I don't want to be judged. I go, well, you go to a meeting and not say anything, you're being judged. You're being judged. You're being judged. In fact, why are so you there? So I think a lot of what we worry so much what other people think mm. about us that I think that stops people from doing things. One of the things I coach on, and when I coach young people, I say you are in such an advantageous position uh, because you are recognising early the opportunity to be better, to develop yourself, and that starts with self-awareness because self-awareness gives us choice. If you can grow your confidence and start to recognise all of the things that you're saying, Mm. don't be fearful, listen to the stories in your head so that you actually put yourself forward you will do that earlier. The earlier you do that, the better you become. Yeah. Because the more familiar it becomes, mm. the more confidence you get. So I think you're right. So if fear stops people and the concern of being judged or the concern of success, what do I, what do, I do now, then how do we help people? How do people stop being fearful and start doing things? Yeah, and I think that's a, the key, isn't it? you just got to start. Like, like you might not have done this before, but there's got to be there's got to be a first time you've done something. Um, like you've got a great story about you told me once about your dad when you went out when you got a radio job or something. Ah yes, gosh, that was a long time ago. Maybe my second radio gig. It was in WA, and I was asked by the general manager if not only would I um, do my on air radio shift, but would I also produce the commercials because we didn't have a producer and they needed somebody. And you know, for some reason, they thought I could do this. And I remember being wheeled into a studio and being shown this sixteen-track desk. It looked like the front in a cockpit. It was. It's pretty like, overwhelming. Looks like Keelan's little producing thing he's got over there because he's a, a like real that. producer because we're real. We are real. We're keeping it real. 
So I look at this 16-track desk and I think, oh, my goodness, what the hell have I got myself into? I don't know whether I can do this. And I remember calling my father and I said, Dad, I've just been offered this opportunity to produce the radio uh, commercials. I'm standing in front of this 16-track desk and I can't do it. And he said, how do you know you can't do it if you haven't tried? And I thought, hmm. Wise words. Wise words. So I gave it a crack and have a guess what? You did it. I did it. I didn't do it perfectly from day one. Somebody showed me a couple of things. But like anything, if you do it more than once, do it more than twice, do it three, four, five, six, seven times, you become really good at it. Mm. I had no mm. problems managing it. And I don't think I don't think people will ask you to do something if they don't think you can do it. So if you've got, you know, if you've got a leader that says, hey, mm. I think you should do this, that they would not be doing that if they didn't think you could do it. If people believe in you and people do believe in you, Somebody believed in you a long time ago. You yeah. were playing softball. Yeah. I So I remember I, I used to play softball and part of playing, you know, it was a little community club. You had to umpire mm. and you do, you'd do you start off doing the line umpire. So for those of you who don't know softball, you've got the main central umpire and then you've got an umpire on first and an umpire on third. And the line umpire is pretty easy job to do. And then it got to the point where the president of our club said, um, I want you to do the main umpiring this mm. Saturday. And it was like, oh, my God. It was like I, I was like I was really nervous. And so before the match, I went to the president. I said, okay, so what I'm going to do <laughs> is I'm going to tell both – when I pull the teams up um, before because you've got to give them a little rah-rah briefing, briefing I'm going to tell them that this is the first time I've ever done the main umpiring and, you know, so don't expect much and to go easy on me. And, <laughs> like, I remember her just looking at me like I was an idiot and said, you will not do that. You will go out there and you'll make the calls and you'll make them confidently and I would not have asked you to do this if I didn't think you could do it. You've, you've got this. And you. Love it. and I did. And, like, you know, within about 10 minutes I'm doing the, you know, strike, <laughs> doing like the bloody, yeah, all the calls. And I, I thought about it later and I went, imagine if I had told them that. First of all, they may have tried to take advantage of me and, and intimidate me. But I reckon they would have felt ripped off. Mm. I reckon they would have felt mm. like, oh, we've got someone who's never umpired before. Mm. So I think you just you're not doing anyone you're not doing yourself any good or the people around you any good when you keep going, Oh, I haven't been doing this for long or it's my first time. And if you're saying that and you're saying it too often, then you're starting to tell yourself you're not very good. Yes. You're starting to actually not build your confidence. So it's going to the opposite of yeah. what we're actually suggesting. It's like a downward spiral you're creating Absolutely. instead of a positive one. Here's one for you. What if you haven't got someone telling you you can do something when you really want to do something? What if you don't have somebody backing you like you did in that example, which was great? What do you do then? Yeah. I look, I, I think it's um, – if you re- I think if people really want to do something and there's mm. a part of them going, oh, I'm not quite sure, I would seek – I would seek out – a good coach like you, but I would seek support, speak yeah. to people because I think I think us, mm. we're not the right people to judge ourselves. It's mm. like, you know, if someone asks you to do it, they're the best judge of mm. you, but True. you're not the best judge. And I, and I think – so I think you need some guidance mm. from a well-respected person, but I also think it's mindset. And, mm. the, and again, we, you know, we, t- we often talk about the I stories fear. we tell ourselves. Yeah. Mm. Um, I do a lot of things. I, I think I'm quite delusional. And I just <laughs> – I can vouch for that. 
I think you are too. Um, <laughs> you know, as in, in, but I think it's a positive way. So yeah. I think the stories we tell ourselves, and you know, I'm, there's a whole another pot, there's a whole episode well, in the stories we tell ourselves. And we'll talk about confidence in um, the podcast too. But yeah, it's 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 kind. I think I think when we say just do it, don't wait to be ready. Mm. I think that can sound counterintuitive because mm. people go, well, surely you could be ready. You should be ready. And it was well, like, you can well, prepare, but it doesn't mean to yeah, say you're ready. Yeah, you can prepare. A mate of mine, Just he always it. says, um, I, you know, instead of aim, fire, ready, no, he says aim, fire, ready, instead mm. of ready, fire. Aim, fire. Yeah, I don't know. What's the yeah, saying go? ready, aim, fire. Ready, aim, fire. Mm. So he goes aim, fire, ready mm. because you're never, you're never it, ready. You're never and when you think about it, um, you know, Taking on a new job, hmm. like you, well, again, you want to be slightly ready, but you don't have to have everything. Oh, no. The whole idea is to have a stretch, have a, a challenge. Stretch. Yeah. Uh, unless you're, a, you know, female who feels that you've got to have 100% of the skills yeah, and competencies yeah, yeah. or experience. That's not true. Um, I used to say when people would say to me, are you ready? I'm born ready. Yeah. And that was about filling them with confidence because I wasn't sure I was, but I thought if I said that out loud and told them I was, yeah. not unlike your softball yeah. uh, example, yeah. uh, then I'd also be ready. And if you say that enough, you do, you, you are. You lean in, you give it a crack. Absolutely. What's and that's the worst that can happen? Yeah, that's the story you're telling yourself. Are Good you ready? Example. Well, I'm born ready. Good I mean, example. even this doing this podcast that we're doing. Now, <laughs> I, I have done a podcast before, but I've, it's mainly been interviewing people. So it's mm. not me, I, like, you know, just ask a question and listen. We have not, not done a podcast before. Not yet. Um, no. And uh, were we ready? We're ready enough. We're maybe, prepared. Maybe that we're, yeah, we, we well and truly prepared. We're not idiots. We don't want to sound like but idiots. But it hasn't so taken prepared. as long from no. the suggestion of doing this and no. then us now sitting here doing it. Yes. And that's because you could over-prepare and never, ever get going yeah. and never start. So yeah. the importance of just starting. Just starting. And this will be the worst episode we'll ever do. Because we're going to get better and better at this, I'd like to That's think. That's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> and so we I'm, might not look better and better, but we are hopefully sound better and better. <laughs> we're going to get wiser and wiser. Well, we'll learn. Um, ready enough. Ready I enough. I think is what yeah. you want to say about just do it ready enough. That's a good one. Um, and you, one. you you, often talk, um, Jack, about, you know, that, you know, what do you say, like in a year's time when you look back? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, you'll never be ready, but in a year's time you'll be an entirely more ready person than you were a year ago. Uh, you would have learned more. You would be more experienced. This is the worst it will ever be, so it can only get better. So it's about backing yourself. Yeah, and sometimes Always. it just comes a time where you just got to go, you know what, I'm just going to do Now's it. Now's the day. Yeah. I still remember. I still remember when I decided to leave NAB I and go that. out on my own. I remember that. And <laughs> it's – I. So I'd, I'd been at NAB. I'd been at NAB for 17 years, so long career at NAB. Um, they had been through a few restructures, you know, there'd been a few, <laughs> I think there was a time there was like about three restructures in 12 months. Every so, bank. I worked at ANZ oh. for a few years and when I arrived they said to me, great reorganisation to work for, Jack. Yeah. I thought that was indicative. Yeah. It was at, It was that time, you know, at that time you would have, you, I think you were at ANZ so you probably would have noticed where they went um, – they went global mm. and then they went local and then, then they went, went global. global. And it was like, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Would you, somebody make a bloody well, decision someone here? someone just decide yeah. that was, you know. Yeah. That they was, weren't ready. <laughs> <laughs> they were, I don't know what they were doing. They were pivoting well before anyone was pivoting way True. too much. Um, anyway, I was going for a job. 
on one of the big restructures and it was the head of learning. So it was the head of learning wow. development for all of NAB. And it, awesome. it was actually a job that I had pinned my hopes on five years ago. So mm-hmm. I'd sort of thought this is where I want to be in five years' time. And the restructure, and I applied for that job. And I thought if I don't get that job, I really don't want any other job. Hmm. And I actually thought I was an absolute shoe in for the job. Of course you did. Because You'd be backing yourself big the, time. The um, woman who was the leading up the all of PNC, I had worked with well before. What's PNC? Oh, People, People and culture. culture. Did I just do a did. unnecessary you acronym? Did. Thank you for pulling me up on that. You're welcome. And I thought I was a shoe in. Hmm. And I still remember I was sitting in a, the meeting room to get told, and by this stage I thought, I don't think I've got it. And she said to me, she goes, Raul, this has been the hardest decision I've had to make, but I'm not offering you the job. And she told me why. And Was it a valid reason? You know what? It, it was a diversity reason. Oh. So because it was like a HR team, there was a whole lot of women, women. and a guy who had applied for this job. And he was he was good. Like he was, you know, sure. you know I'm not saying gig. it was ticking mm. the box diversity. No. Um, anyway, anyway that's what she told me. Agenda. That's what yeah. she told me. <laughs> she she might have just thought I was crap and didn't want to tell me. Um, but I remember her saying to me, what do you think you're going to do now? And I remember saying, I think it's time to go. I think it's time. I th- it's time. And she, I still remember her leaning over the desk and sort of touched my hand and said, I think it's time for you to go too. She <laughs> said, really me out. Now, that I, now that I'm saying that out loud, it was like, <laughs> I'm a shoe in here. No, bloody Fiona. I mean, you gone, baby. Fiona, you know who you are. Um, anyway, I, well, see, you might think she wanted me out. I think if you truly love someone, let them go. See, delusional story I tell myself. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I she said you she shows you've been talking about doing stuff on your own mm. for a while. Um, now's the time. Go and do it. And there was a like Great there was advice. a seventeen year retrenchment package, yeah. redundancy package on the table. And I still remember going out and calling Steve um, at work, and which I very rarely did. And so he goes, "What like what do you yeah, want? What's, what's wrong?" And I go, "I've decided just to leave. I think I've just decided just to leave NAB." And he went, "Okay, well." Knowing you, you've probably put a lot of thought into it. We're like, no, not really. <laughs> Listen. And he goes, if that's what you want to do, I'll let's, fully let's support go. you. So I remember that time because you came to see me. I was at a different bank by now, no longer ANZ. I was at the Bank of Melbourne leading the marketing function. And you came to see me and you said, Jack, I think I'm going to go out on my own and give this a crack. Mm. And I remember saying, you go, girl. Mm. Uh, what, a, what an awesome thing to do. And I'll back you. Yeah. I'll, I'll bring you into talk to my team. I know how good you are. I've been in your presentations. I've done some of your uh, courses. Some of the things you're doing is your side hustle. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. And that's a great example of I wasn't completely ready. I wasn't. No, I never I, Like, you know, I never bloody no, ran a business is. before. No. Um, I was on storytelling 20 years ago. Never did storytelling before. No. And so it's a great example of I wasn't ready, no. but I spoke to you and you gave me the confidence to do it. Mm. And you already had the confidence. Uh, I was I was one one small step. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was maybe just a nice little reinforcement, yeah, I guess, of, a, of being ready. And because you're right, it was 20 years ago teaching storytelling. No, I mean, everyone's talking about storytelling now, but they certainly way Weren't back the then. Hey, here's a question for you. How many other people did you go and speak to uh, when you decide to go out on your own, I reckon it would have been a shitload. <sighs> I, 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 Which was really smart. Yes, I know, oh it was really smart. For two I, reasons. Yeah, yeah. 
Sorry. I'm you tell me the two reasons. Well, you tell me why I'm so smart. The first reason is, the first reason why you're so smart is because you're doing a podcast with me, so you're clearly a genius. Uh, keeping it real with Jack and Ra. Uh, the first reason was by putting it out there and telling people I'm doing this m- means you were telling them I've almost got to be accountable. Mm. Well, I am. I have to be mm. accountable. I'm doing this. So second thing is it's an awareness tactic, right? Hey, I'm going out there. If you want to use me, you want to employ me, you want to support me, get behind me. Most good people help each other. Yes. That's an undervalued or underrated concept. I don't know anyone who doesn't exercise reciprocity. Mm. Is a big word for a Monday morning. It's a very big word. I'm not even going to try to repeat it. Helping each other. Yeah. So you reciprocate. That's another so big word. There were two reasons. I don't the, know whether there were any other reasons, but did you go and tell a few people? I did tell I'm a few this. people, and and the the I guess the Is thing that worked really well, and this how smart I am now. I remember this was it was November, mm. and I was on a project that was winding down. Mm. So I said, I am more than happy to stay, be the like almost the last man standing on the project. Mm. So last as woman standing. yes, last woman. As people left, as people left the project, I would sort of tidy yeah. up things which gave me like four months so time. i i didn't leave until february Smart. it was february 2005 i left nab Smart. so i had quite a few months to prepare myself Smart. to and even though again i was sort of ready ready enough yeah. i kept thinking there's going to come a day where i go what the hell am i doing and that day never came yeah and i always just thought what what's the worst can happen if the worst thing that happens is i try to push this storytelling and no Mm. one buys it Mm. alex and jess were two and five at the Mm. time and if it the worst thing i just you know i'm home with the kids for a while till i whatever and then i can how good's that what an opportunity yeah exactly and if it doesn't work out i'll come back and get another job get another job so you backed yourself so you had that confidence uh Sometimes desperation is a good thing, you know, Raul, as in because you are forced to make this work, you do make it work. Yeah. Whereas the comfort blanket of a lovely corporate cushy gig, yeah. you're not going to go and try real hard, yeah. are you? Well, that comes back to a lot of people want to leave. Why don't they do it? It was like, well, they, they think it's a risk. Yeah. It's, too, it's too scared if it doesn't work. It's often think about, you know, waiting to be ready, like when you become a parent, like Ooh. who is ready? No who one. is ready? No I one. love it. You know what I love? I have a little when when you're expecting brand new parents that they haven't had the baby yet. They're going, we're not gonna. It's not gonna change us. I was like, <laughs> I think every parent just has a little chuckle to themselves. Right, a baby's not gonna change. Baby's you. not gonna change us. I think Richard said the best line ever. It's like throwing a hand grenade into a relationship. Yeah, yeah. I've heard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you know, and people. That and then have, there's the parents like, oh, we're never gonna give them sugar. And they're always going to be in bed by six o'clock. Right. There's always going to be a routine. Yeah, well, good that's luck never with that. Happen. I remember when I was um, pregnant with Alex, and it was like literally, you know, only a week or so to go. And I remember saying to Steve, "What if we can't do this? <laughs> like, what if, what if we are just do not like we've never I've done got, it before?" I've got a one. And I remember him looked at me and he goes. Drug addicts can bring up kids. I Thank think we'll be God right, Steve. I said to Richard. Do you think I'll love this baby like I love the cat? <laughs> he you? looked at me and he said, I think you'll be all right. <laughs> but on that are you ready, I was I, I felt pregnant at 30. Um, no one's ugly after 2 a.m. and alcohol had a lot to do with it. And I remember thinking, oh, my D- goodness. Hang on, can we just go back on that? But Richard is the father. <laughs> as far as we know, Richard <laughs> is the father. Definitely Richard is the father. Um 
I remember thinking, I'm so young. Uh. <laughs> Somebody said, 30 is not that young. Mentally, I was very young. Mm. But was I ready? No. Did I have the baby? Yes. Did it all work out? Absolutely. Would I have wished to have had her later? No. No. Probably should have had her earlier. So the key is, with anything in life, don't wait to be ready. Don't wait to be ready. Just do it. Have a go. Have a crack. Be ready enough. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. I think asking yourself what's the worst that can happen and not in a, like, what's the worst could happen or we could all die type thing. Well, it's highly unlikely. No. It's it's almost like, what realistically, what's the worst can happen and then go, if that happens. What is plan B? Yeah. Have a strategy. Back yourself. Have a strategy. Remember... A year from today, you will wish you'd have started. So why not start now? Don't wait any longer. Don't be 30 having your first baby. If you want to have your baby, 25. Yep. Do it. Do Go it. out. Tell someone accountability. Ah, uh, yeah. Like what That's you another good tip. Tell someone. Speak to someone. Speak to someone you Hold trust and respect here. and get a real, you know, Take and they might help you. Um, and the more people you speak to, the more, it's like you said, it builds awareness, but they will go, yeah, you should do this or have mm. you spoke to that person. So there was another great line I remember, uh, think big, start small, learn fast, not Ooh, fail like fast, that. think big, start small, learn fast, repeat. But most of all, just start. Just start. Just start. Well, there you go. That's the uh, Just episode Do one. It episode. Keeping it real with Jack and Rao. Remember, if you like it, it, five-star ratings. And if you want to watch us, you can head to Spotify or YouTube. But until next Monday, what do we say, Jack? Keeping it real with Jack and Rao. See ya. Keeping it real. Created by Jack Phillips and Gabriel Dolan. Produced by Keelan Ferrari-Brown. And this really real voiceover. Spoken by Richard Phillips. 